what is a sale and what i mean maybe it's something that you know maybe you don't know what it is but we're gonna find out because maybe it's not what i think it is a sale this is now tell us i'm your host anthony Murore. At now tell us we have guests come and tell us stories they come and inspire us they come and share with us a subject that they are passionate on and educate us on something that we may not be knowing and today we have a great guest as always we are having great guests and today we have a great guest known as benjamin brown who is going to tell us about a 10-step proven and tested sales process and i would ask you to be with me as we go and meet benjamin but before we go there please can you share this episode with all your friends if you have a question ask if you have a comment about the podcast or this episode in particular uh, give us feedback we appreciate feedback and we thank you in advance and now I wouldn't want to take one more minute because Benjamin has a lot to tell us. So why don't you join me as we go together to meet with Benjamin for another great episode. Here we go. Hi, Benjamin. Hi, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? Doing great. Outstanding. Right after Christmas, everything is rocking and rolling, isn't it? Oh, wonderful. Yeah. It's Christmas is always a beautiful, wonderful time. I think everywhere in the world. Yes. Where in the world are you? And how is it different from where I am? Maybe what's so spectacular where you are that maybe I would have to think uh, of coming there well i just got back from virginia so Uh i was up there with my children and so i flew back last night so i live in a place called clearwater florida most people would know it because it's adjacent to tampa or st petersburg florida and so it's uh, on the west coast of florida midway through the state and our clearwater beach is one of the top five beaches in the united states and probably top 20 in the world as far as tourism and the sand and locale and the mystique that we have okay so where, where had you gone that you, you just you said you came back where had you gone uh, for christmas i was up in a place called leesburg virginia which is next to dc okay uh, where my ex-wife uh family where she was from so we do Christmas up there. I still do Christmas with the kids. So I make sure that I, you know, they get to enjoy both parents during that time. Um, and so uh, we open presents. We do about two days. And then we observe what's called Boxing Day, if you're not familiar with that. You know what that is? Yeah, I, I've had that bo- boxing. But it's good that you mentioned because when I was young, I thought that boxing is where we get into the ring and uh, box each other. 
Yeah, but do you know what Boxing Day is? Uh, tell us, tell us. So Boxing Day, my mother-in-law is from Leeds, L-E-E-D-S, England. She passed away. But we used to, when she was live, she would pay for um, dinner or lunch the day after Christmas, which is called Boxing Day. So in England, they have this day after Christmas that they would pack up all the food that they had from Christmas and give to the people who served them. Mm -hmm. And they would box them up and give them the food that was left over. And it was called Boxing Day. So I picked that up a, a couple of years ago when I got it, you know, into that family. So those are traditions that you just get into. Oh, that could be different from what maybe most of the people think Boxing Day is all about. Yeah, they don't know what Boxing Day is. I didn't know until. So she used to, when she was living, she would take us out to lunch and pay for the entire lunch. And that was her celebration. Um, you know, from her country. And so we still observe it uh, even after she passed today. So Wow. Wow. So Boxing Day is not about uh, fighting each other. Uh, Boxing Day is not about unpacking your gifts. Boxing Day is totally different from what, <laughs> from those things. So it's a, you've had the definition of Boxing Day. And, and thank you for that. Yes. Now, today we are talking about an interesting topic, and I, I know it may be something that is not new to many people, but maybe there is something that we do not know about that. Now, talking of Christmas, I know Christmas is a time where most of the people everywhere in the world, they are just everywhere shopping right, left, and center, getting gifts for each other, get, getting good clothes for themselves. And so much happens during that time. And it's not a hard thing to ask you for $10 and you giving me just by asking because it's Christmas time. So, right. <laughs> so much sales happen during Christmas. But then sales is something that happens from January 1 to December 31st. And it's good that we know what, what sales is all about even before we go into the 10 step that you talk about. So what is a sale for someone who may be new to this or someone who may be knowing what sales is, but just like you define to us differently, Boxing Day, let's, let's mm -hmm. hear what a sales day is. A sales is, or a sale is, rather. Okay. So when I work with guys and gals, I have to sometimes explain what it is because most people don't know. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to ask you, Anthony, I'm going to ask you one, I'm going to ask you the question, see if you can give me the answer and see how close. So what is the purpose of a sale? The purpose of a sale. Coming from my own definition of a sale, which could be wrong, and again, I repeat, the purpose of a sale is to, uh, if I'm the one who is making a sale, is to have money in my pocket. Well, it's way simpler than that. Oh. So the themes that I teach is sales is simple, but it's not easy. Mm. Simple, but it's not easy. Okay. So. The purpose of a sale is to get somebody to move. So when you have children, do you have children? Yes, I do. When they come and ask you to pick them up, pick me 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 up. 
That's a close. Mm-hmm. They're closing you. Okay. So you have been born to sell. So they're trying to get you to move, to do something. Ah. So a sale doesn't have to do with money. Okay. It has to do with little movements. Look at how we came here. You sold me on coming on to your podcast. Mm-hmm. Click on that. You want me to do this, do that, do this. You want me to move in order for this to happen. This mm-hmm. is a sale. Mm. There's no money being transpired, but there's value. But the same thing, when you date, it's a sale. When you're married, it's a sale. So if you simplify it, that it's everywhere you go, not just in business or when you go to the store, you understand that life is about sales. So when I teach people about sales, it's about life. It's simpler. And the easy, the not easy part is figuring out the steps of that. Mm-hmm. Right? So now that you know it, how do I do it? So if you could do it in life, you could do it in business. Okay. So if you're married and still married, you're still winning the sale. Ah. If you get divorced, you stop selling. Something didn't work. There's no you, more value there. You've lost so the that's sale. Lost the sale. Ah. So. You know, um, one of the best homeless, I mean, one of the best people that I have in Western civilization, one of the best salespeople, I'll get more into that. I'll, I'll cover it. So I give four of the best salespeople. One of them is a child. I'll cover with you why they are because they close. They don't care what's in it for you. Mm-hmm. They're not selling you any money. They want you to do something. So they just close. They just keep asking till they wear you down. Right. Or you say no, but they'll keep asking. So children can sell, but there's adults that won't ask twice for a product that they know it can help somebody. The person will say no, and they'll just turn away and walk away. Okay. And then they, what happened? Like, I didn't get sick. Why? Well, they said no. Did you did you come back and reclose? No, because they were fear. So we have a fear mm-hmm. of closing, right? We have a fear of rejection. So what happens is that in the Western civilization, uh, we're taught to stop asking as much, go to school, go to college, get your job. So make your money with your job. So anything that you need, you will have the money to go get it. You don't have to ask for it. Mm -hmm. So when you start, you work for a company and then you, oh, bright idea. I'm going to start my own company. I want to be an entrepreneur. When you go out there, Mark Cuban, you know who Mark Cuban is, the owner of the Dallas Mavericks, the guy that's on Shark Tank? Yeah. He said, the first thing you need to learn as entrepreneurs, learn how to sell. Most people have been working a job, started a product or service, and now they're trying to start their own business. They haven't sold since they were little children. Because everything they did, they had to earn it through education. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to ask for it. And so now that they start asking, it's been so many years since they asked for anything. They're too afraid. They don't know how to. They can't take the rejection. They can't deal with it. So they hire marketers, which how many marketers you know out there, to get low-hanging fruit for people to click and buy. Mm-hmm. But tell them to get on the phone and do a presentation on the phone, they can't do that. They can't. It's something. And and I, I can agree to that 
because I imagine that the first time to do something is not always easy. It was not an easy thing for me to do the first podcast. Right. So if I just pick someone from the street today and tell him, hey, I'm putting you on a podcast for you to interview guests, someone will just, <laughs> we, we just go, I mean, just disappear just like that because it's not an easy thing. Well, sales is a numbers game. Mm-hmm. So depending on your product or service, your closing rate would normally be between three to maybe 50%, depending on what you do. So you're going to have rejection, but people can't take rejection. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just, it's a, uh, so what I teach Anthony is 80% of sales is confidence. 80% willing to go, willing to go back out there. Yeah. Uh, willing to not take the rejection willing to not to take the rejection that you have and go back out there, especially if you're doing back-to-back sales, um, because if you mentally are not there, um, the sale won't go well mm-hmm. because the people can smell it on the other end of the phone or the conversation that you're not confident about your product or service. Mm-hmm. And if you're not confident about it, why would I want to buy it? So that's 80% is confidence. Okay. Okay. I get it. Yep. Got to know, you got to know, you have to be willing to take the rejection. And most people never took rejection in their life. They they never take rejection. Now, because I see, I know uh, you have been there in the game. You've been in sales. Can you maybe let the person who's listening or viewing know how long you've been in sales and what it is that you've dealt with before? Um, I started in sales um, back in the mid nineties mm-hmm. um, and I've been in every aspect from car sales to electronics, to software, to gym sales. I started with gym sales. So when I t- talk to guys and girls and teach them that every step, every sale has 10 steps, okay. but not every business needs all 10. So I simplified like gym business. It only needs five steps need use affordability spouse guest pass that's your mm-hmm. steps that you need if you're selling gym memberships mm-hmm. but there's 10 steps in that right so if you know all 10 steps when i work with people um i customize based on the 10 steps what they need to give them something that they can use over okay. and over and over again okay so what is that what are those steps that I need to take to make someone move? Because I'm thinking, I'm an entrepreneur, so to speak. And I, as you say, I made a sale in bringing you here. Maybe no money was exchanged, but I sold you. And uh, I have some books that I have written and published, and maybe I need some people, more people to buy them. Right. And maybe you can tell us whether I'm going to convince a crowd of people to buy them or individuals to buy them. Is there a difference between the two approaches? I mean, with the, with the steps yeah. you talked about. The difference between a good and a great salesperson is very simple. Remember, sales is simple. It's not easy. Okay. So the, the difference between a good and a great salesperson is the number of questions that you ask. Mm-hmm. So most time when you're not selling enough, you're not asking enough questions. 
Okay. You're not asking enough of the right questions. What are you looking for when you're looking for a book? How many books have you read? Really, does that subject matter interest you? On a scale of one to 10, what does that mean uh, on interest? Oh, about seven. So if I had a book that would interest you in that, would that be something you'd be interested in if it was in the right price? Yeah. And you can put the price range. So if I had a book for $10, is there anything holding us back from doing business with that today? No. Let me tell you about the book. Then at the end, does it sound like what you're looking for? Does it sound like what you wanted? Yes. What card do you want to put it on? It's very smooth. Very smooth. So I just gave you the small little bits of it. But a conversation is going on. So a sale between two individuals or company is a, is a language. But it's a different language than conversation. You don't have to be abrasive. Right. You don't have to be like the sales is known for the negative aspect. This car salesman, people, you know, the guys trying to rip you off. And those guys are good because they one of the things I teach is that if you don't believe in what you're selling, um, if you don't like or love it, leave it is what I say. If you don't like the product, love the product, leave it because it comes through in your presentation. People mm -hmm. will know that and it'd be difficult for you to sell if you don't believe in what you're selling. It's very very hard. People already know their antennas are up anyway, right? They okay. sense these things in the people. You ever went up to somebody and they started talking and it was like, well, it does this and uh, it does that and uh, it does this. And you're like, you know, I, you, you don't tune me out because you're, I'm not, you, it sounds like you don't even believe in it. Mm -hmm. That's what you're saying in the back of your mind. Do you want to buy it? And you're like, eh, let me tell you more about it. It's like, you know, but if I tell you, hey, this thing is great, what it's going to do for you. But let me ask you a couple of questions, see if you qualify for it. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm involved. I'm enthusiastic. So before we move forward with anything, I don't want to waste your time. You don't want to waste mine. But if there was a product that can do that for you, is there anything holding us back from you getting that problem solved today? Because in every business that you do, podcast, whatever you do, you are problem solvers. Mm -hmm. Every business is a Tesla is a problem solver. You, get, you, you can get from A to B, but you can get there without burning gas. Mm -hmm. You can get there with $13 in a tank and all that kind of other stuff conveniently, right? You don't have to worry about maintenance and oil changes and all this other stuff, right? So I was in my, my nephew's car yesterday. He had the first time I was in a Tesla for a couple of days. You know, the thing has everything. It has heated seats. You know, the car knows when you walk away. You, could, you know, you could turn it on before you do anything. All these different types of things, you know, mm -hmm. it solves a lot of what problems. So that's why people bought it. Um, and so that's the interest. So now you have all these other electric cars. So what do they have different than Tesla now is what they're trying to say. We're not mm -hmm. Tesla. We have this. We do this. You know, so that's the deal of selling. You go to a car show, you'll see people there sitting there trying to sell. Every car has four wheels. Yeah. Have seats, has a radio, has steering wheel, brakes, and gas. What sets you apart differently from that? And so that's what you need to find out that you bring to the table. How do you solve the problem better mm -hmm. than anyone else? Okay. So what could be the 10 steps that we should follow to get that sale, to get someone moving in the direction that we may want, we may want them to move? Well, there's 10 steps, but the first step is one of the most important. That's mean getting prepared. Okay. And what that means is that are you prepared to go into the fight 
of a sale. Mm -hmm. You will build all of this momentum and all this knowledge of your product and everything to defeat one two-letter word, no. Mm -hmm. How do you defeat that? So being prepared mean are you mentally, physically, and um, business-wise prepared to go into sale? If you had a bad night, you were tired, you had a bad thing, your mind is not in it, don't do it. You need to be the one that's upbeat. You need to be the one that's in the game. It's like going, uh, you play a sport, any sport that you play, before you go play, you stretch, you get ready, yeah. you practice, mm -hmm. right? You practice, right? You do all of this before because when you go out there, if you don't, guess what's going to happen? You're going to get lose. dominated. So it's the same thing when it comes to sales. Mm -hmm. It's a full contact sport. So that's step number one. Step number two is connect and relating. The reason you connect and relate is because you need to ask more detailed questions than your other competitors and also ask more detailed questions to figure out if you're wasting your time or their time. Mm -hmm. So you don't spend an hour on the phone. Has anybody did a pitch with you where you were like on the phone for an hour and you, in the end you didn't buy and you look back at the clock and you're like, man, you just wasted like an hour. Mm -hmm. I didn't buy, you know, waste of time. So there's questions that you put before that to realize before you even do your presentation, mm -hmm. should we be having this conversation? Should we be having this communication? Mm -hmm. Right. So connecting and relating is something that brings me closer to you. So when I ask you detailed questions, then you won't be as like, why are you asking me that? Yeah. I always use the analogy. Um, if I walked up to you, Anthony, and we just met like today, right? But we mm -hmm. talked before that time frame. And if I walked up to, to you on the street and I said, hey, Anthony, how are you? And you would say what? I'm I said, fine. hey, how are you doing, Anthony? I'm fine. And I said, what color is your underwear? Oh, I'll, I'll run for, uh, away from you. Right. If I came up to you and I said, hey, Anthony, how are you doing? Where are you from? Mm-hmm. And you told me that, and I said, you went to school? I went to school over there, too. I went there, too. You know, over there in that school, the other school, they had famous underwear deals. Like, you wear, like, blue underwear. Like, I'm wearing red right now. What what color are you wearing? Right? Yeah. I got you involved in the conversation. So the mm -hmm. difference between that was just the questions I put in between and to make you feel I got what I needed from you to figure out what I wanted to know. But I did it in a way where you don't feel so if I don't connect and relate with you, mm -hmm. you're not going to answer any of my questions or you won't answer them correctly. Yeah, sure. So once you start understanding that, it gives you ability to ask the more important questions based on what we talked about. Even though you love the, my product, product and you kind of want it, let me ask you, can you afford it? Mm -hmm. And you go, no. So I'm like, well. I don't, what's holding us back from that? So I can have that conversation. Well, I have this going on. My daughter went off to school. So I said, so even if you, if you had the money, you would buy it right now, right? Yeah. So the only thing holding us back is the money. Yeah. And I haven't even told you about the product. Cause mm -hmm. I, I, I asked that abrupt question. Are you broke? You don't ask people that that's kind of rude, right? Yeah. But the same thing, like your underwear, that was rude, right? Mm-hmm. But if I ask enough questions, you'll be like, yeah, my, my, I think mine's blue, like it's a joke, but I got yeah. what I want. It's blue. So 
it's the way you do that. That's why I say it's, it's, it's a language, but it's a different communication. Okay. Right. You're always in control. So the three things you need to know in this field is where you're going. You have to be confident and you have to listen mm -hmm. at the same time. Okay. At the same time. If you're not doing one of those three things, you're off the mark. And that's why these guys do, uh, you know, you have to close strong. You have to ask 20 times. You come up with all these hard closes that people normally can't remember. It's because it's overcoming the front of the sale when you should be doing some of the questions up front. Mm. Makes it easier because the goal of my sales process is not to sell you, but to get a referral or a testimonial. Mm -hmm. So if I can get that from you, it makes my other sales easier as I grow my company. I've worked with people. I've sold them a product. They didn't like it, but they gave me two referrals. So I gave them a hundred percent refund, but then I sold the two people that they gave me. So I doubled my income just mm -hmm. by asking for a referral. And then I would get maybe one or two referrals from them. So I would grow my business without expectation of marketing. Because you are the average of the people you hang around with. So if my product fits for you, normally it'll fit for your friends, right? So that's why people buy Teslas. Oh, where you get that Tesla? Oh, whoa, oh, they show their friends and the friends like it. Next thing you know, you go down to the store, they're looking at it. You, oh, your friend has it? Yeah, which friend do you have? This and that. Oh, they're in the system. They had this. They got everything in it. He's got the white one. They got everything. Oh, he loves it. He's put 120,000 miles on it. Oh, I thought he had less miles. Oh, yeah. So is mileage important to you? Boom, 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 boom. So everything connects. But people just want to normally, Anthony, just want to get to the presentation. They just want to pitch. Mm. Right? Let mm -hmm. me tell you what I got. Let me tell you what I got. Let me tell you what I got. Let me tell you what I got. You can get sales like that, but you know, it won't be consistent. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Thanks for that. <laughs> yeah. So we've covered up to what point now and uh, we keep going point number three or four now. Well, after that's qualification. Okay. That means uh, is the person you're talking to the decision maker, and also you can find out if they they qualify money wise. Mm -hmm. And uh, I can ask that if I if I dig deep enough, if I connect the net rate, and I can say you know based on what we talked about, my product runs ten thousand dollars. Is that affordable for you before we get into it? And whoa, I didn't think it was that much. Like what? Yeah, I thought it was like a thousand. Where'd you get that from? Well, I assumed. And this and that, and I talked to somebody else, and they were at like three thousand. I said, "Well, my minimum product's ten. So even if, I mean, I can't help you in that situation because it's a different product, probably from somebody else. So from what you're telling me, I mean, even if it solve your problem, you can't come up to ten thousand dollars. No. Why should we have a conversation? Hmm. There's no need of and, a conversation that is not going to lead. Anywhere. Yeah, you go in the end and you start closing the guy and let me ask for the money and ask for the money. The guy doesn't have the money. He doesn't have the money. <laughs> uh huh. Go back and close him again. But if I tell you that, and I said, well, based on everything, it didn't seem like it worked out. But here's the here's the key. I might be able to help you out in the future. 
But secondary, who do you know that might be able to use my products? Who would you like to start with? Mm. So I can get on and ask him for somebody else. Mm -hmm. So it's little baby steps like that. I'm moving you down my sales path. Remember, the purpose of a sale is to get somebody to what? To take action. To move. To move. So I'm moving you down the steps. Okay. And you're answering yes, 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 yes. And the more you say yes, 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 the more I'm confirmed that I'm being able to solve your problem. And I'm, and then when I get to the presentation, we'll go through that too. But the main thing is that you're understanding that I'm helping you go down the steps and I'm not being like scammy or I'm not doing any of that crazy stuff. I'm just having a conversation with you. Mm -hmm. So another salesperson that sells another salesperson, they're all always grading you like, and so if you get a compliment in the end, it was like, that was a great presentation. Like I did sales for years and you're like, mm-hmm. Because a sales presentation is supposed to be smooth. You're taking them on a ride, not a bumpy ride, a smooth ride. They're supposed to enjoy it. Okay. Right? Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that with us. So we have an idea of how to go about it. Mm -hmm. And we are almost coming to the end of this and maybe we may not go through the all the 10 steps yeah it will take a while to go through the 10 steps it but it should take a while to go through the 10 steps but i i believe that someone who's listening who could be interested why let me ask you this why is learning sales important i mean why should i learn the 10 steps because um, someone is making someone is a salesman someone is a marketer somewhere but what and, and they may not have learned the process there's something that it they picked up from just their friend their family why is it mm -hmm. so important to take lessons to learn um it's like taekwondo for life sales mm -hmm. is everywhere mm -hmm. when you go out on dates if you're dating people, that's a sale. You're asking qualification questions. The same thing, when you put your children into daycare, you're, you're looking for a sale. Okay. Everything that you do is communication. The key that I tell people, any type of um, communication that you're having with somebody, somebody is always buying, somebody is always selling. Mm -hmm. By you being a salesperson, you know who that is. If you're ever in a conversation, if you don't know whether you're buying or you're selling, then you're definitely being sold. Mm. See, to get me on this podcast, you did a lot of selling mm -hmm. and I did a lot of buying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You need to know whether you're the one who is selling or the one who is being sold. Yeah, when the wife says we need a new car, or I think we need a new car, or I think we need something on the house, or I think we need a new uh, furniture or a new appliance, that's the beginning of a what? She's trying to get you to do something, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Go down, start looking at it, and then we can make a decision if we can afford it. Because it's it's a it's a relationship. We both have to make the decision, but somebody always starts that decision. We go on vacation. Where we go on vacation, 
Oh, I don't like that. What do you think? Oh, this and that. So somebody, oh, I don't want to, let's go to Central America. Oh, let's go to Italy. Somebody's always buying. Somebody's always selling. If you don't like it, you'll be on the beach somewhere and like, we should have been somewhere else, but she sold me. Mm -hmm. You're right. Yeah. When, when you go oh. get a job, you're trying to sell what? Yourself. Yourself. Your Your resume. Self. The services that you provide that you're trying to sell yourself. Correct. Yeah. So having such a great experience in sales, and I, I believe you're able, because if someone has been there, done that, he can always guide someone else to be where they are or where they've been. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know you've been working with people and how do you work with the people who are trying to learn sales and maybe grow their businesses? Well, they have to like or love what they do. Mm -hmm. And then what I do, I qualify them because the way my program works, I want the new clients to pay for me, not them. Okay. So by working okay. with me, once I analyze your business and I know that you will increase your sales by sometime 10, 20, 40, 50% by working with me, there is no fear to move forward because you're looking at results driven, not just teaching you. Okay. You can learn from just getting a book and read, but it's just theory. See, we in order to learn sales, it's an action item. It's a skill. Mm -hmm. So we have to go through a lot of repetitions because you don't want to practice on your potential clients. They're not going to tell you what you're doing wrong. Mm -hmm. You want to practice in front of your coach or your manager. So when you go out there, you don't lose money because most of the time it costs money to bring people to, into your company, what we call a lead, mm -hmm. right? An email, something that somebody sends in, that costs money. Mm -hmm. So you don't want to burn that and lose money, which are like a lot of people, and they want to be able to close those leads. So you want to make sure that you're 100% every time you engage with that, whether it's through texting, email, most mainly by phone or face-to-face, -face, right? A highest chance of closing that lead. Okay. Now, and if you need people to connect with you, as we are coming to the end of the show, to connect with yes. you to, to get some coaching, some managing some direction in the way of making sales and growing their businesses. How do they do that? I made it very simple. I bought the URL meetwithbenjamin.com. Okay. So I, my website is 360salesconsulting.com. Yeah. But, but meetwithbenjamin.com, they can schedule some time because it's all about finding out, um, you know, what, what you do in entrepreneurs. You, solve problems mm -hmm. that's all i do okay. that's what tesla does that's what amazon does that's what walmart does and when you start a business most of the people are trying to do something different it's very few 98 percent of the businesses have already been done insurance health all of this other stuff what sets you apart and you being able to sell it is the difference you have to believe in your product and service before you do that okay 
Oh, we get that. And uh, we thank you for sharing that with us and for mm -hmm. giving us some wonderful insights on this show. Absolutely. Yes. And uh, we know that people are going to come follow up with you. Uh, just as a reminder, meetwithbenjamin.com is how you can connect with uh, Benjamin to get some coaching on making sales, making someone move absolutely where you would want them to move so in closing say some words that we should always remember concerning sales what, what could that be a few sentences something inspiring something that we can always okay mm -hmm. so the main thing with sales is never assume anything it's all ruled out by questions so don't assume that they want your product. Don't assume that they don't want your product. Don't assume that they're too big for your product, too small, too short. Um, they don't have the money. They do have the money. All of it is ruled out by questions. So when people come into your business, don't assume that they're this and that. You never know. Like most times when you see millionaires on a regular basis, they wear regular clothes. They don't strut their money. They might come into your dealership. Many dealerships has known over the last couple of years, people that just walk in and just give them cash and you look at them and they would probably would have kicked the guy out, you know, but the guy's got the money and he's ready to buy. Mm. But you just thought just based on how they look, you didn't ask him any questions. You know, that guy probably went down to the other dealership because you were rude to him and went and bought the car somewhere else because they always can go somewhere else to buy. Oh, okay. Thank you for that. Never assume anything. That's, those are some great words. So let me try this. Uh, Benjamin, I'm a writer. I've written a book known as Be Good for Good. It teaches the virtue of goodness and encourages people to be good to themselves and their people, the people around them. Would you be interested in reading that book? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> oh so that's homework for me i'll have to go back to benjamin to convince him to move into buying that book i i need to follow up with that sale so <laughs> <laughs> to everyone who's out there there's a maybe he didn't say no he didn't say no so there's some hope and uh thank you very much benjamin for coming on to our show i really appreciate your presence and uh, mm -hmm. for everything that you've shared with us, we really appreciate. Thank you very much. Thank you for your time. Yes. And to everyone who is listening or watching, we really appreciate you taking your time. And uh, remember to subscribe to our channel. Remember to follow up with Benjamin and make a sale in what it is that you're doing. If you like it, love it, sell it. Yeah. If you like it and love it, sell it. If you don't like it, you don't love it, leave it. Leave it. <laughs> That's enough for now. Bye. Until next time. Yeah, go, go on making sales and, and grow. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.